Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. FM 104's Select Irish with Louise Ty. Select Irish on F104 and every week we chat to an artist with the first gig they ever went to. This week we're joined by Jape. Hello. Hello, Louise. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you for chatting to me. So tell me, what was the first gig you ever went to? Well, I had two. I had a real first gig and then a kind of a cool first gig. So the real, the real first gig was Shaken Stevens in the RDS. Deadly. Way back in the day. I used to be brought from classroom to classroom dressed as Shaken Stevens in primary school to do impressions of him. So he was a big formative uh, artist for me. But the, wow. the, the one that I, the, the coolest first gig I went to is I actually saw Nirvana in the Point Depot. Uh, supported by Teenage Fan Club and the Breeders, and that was back in 1992. So that was like, I was about 13 or 14 then. So it was very cool and uh, kind of a historical one to go to as well. Quite a difference as well between genres and types of music. I mean, a song, a good song is a good song. Shaking Stevens, plenty of good songs. So was it the Christmas so. Shaking Stevens or was it just general Shaking Stevens? It was like general. It was this was before the Christmas one. This okay. was like when he was doing. Uh, behind the green door and uh, all that kind of stuff. Looking back now, I can see it was pretty much just Elvis repackaged. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was, he, he used to stand, you know, he had a gimmick where he stood on his tippy toes. That was his thing. Okay. And you were pretty good but at that. That was, that was my, my skill when I was growing up. I used to practice that stuff. Excellent. So what was it about the yeah. gigs that kind of stuck with you then? Was it the size of them? Yeah, well, when, we, when I went to the Shake and Stevens gig, I was really close to the stage. My dad somehow managed to get some kind of cool tickets. And I remember just thinking, like, uh, it was kind of a weird disconnect between looking at him on the album cover and then yeah. seeing him actually in front of me there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just amazing to see that people knew the songs and feel the kind of the, the power of live music, you know. Yeah. And then seeing Nirvana, seeing Nirvana was amazing as well because they just sounded so good for a three-piece that had such a huge sound, you know. And uh, that was really kind of mind-blowing to see. At which point had you already started music yourself? I was kind of into music my entire life. And I think when I hit the age of around 13, I basically just started focusing on music and just everything else just took a back seat. And I would have been around the time of that Nirvana gig where mm. basically I just realised that's all I want to do, like nothing else, you know. So, But I mean, I loved music since I was a really small child. So I grew up in a house where there was a lot of music played, so... It was great to, uh, you know, just the power of a good song is to lift your mood is just something that's always been with me, you know. Do you remember your own first gig? Um, I do, actually. And funnily enough, we played in the Bag It Inn. Do you remember that place, the Bag It Inn? I do, yeah. We had, we had um, a school band called Parasite. And we basically had a manager called Jimmy, Jimmy O'Brien. And he just rang up and asked, could we play? And they said yes. So we went 
to this kind of three-band bash thing. It was the first gig. And funnily enough, we got reviewed in the, in the Evening Herald very for cool. our very, very first gig. So I was like, this is going to be easy. Like, all you got to do is just like do a gig. Ring up and, and they'll did. let you on. <laughs> Yeah, but then we kind of, nothing else ever happened after that. So it was like, it was like when you go gambling, you win the first time, you know, and then you lose the rest of it. But I can imagine the excitement around that as well, especially getting the review as well. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And suddenly we were kind of cool. We were the ones in the school that, like, we were pretty much nerds, but then we were like the band dudes. Mm-hmm. So we had teachers coming to see us play and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, cool. So then when did it change from bands to yourself? Well, I was always in bands and then I started getting into the DIY hardcore punk scene around Dublin, mm-hmm. the whole collective and the, the old Chinaman, all that punk stuff. And then I was playing in a lot of heavier bands, but then I started to write my own sort of more melodic, smaller, uh, catchy songs. It didn't really work in that particular environment. So mm-hmm. then I just had a load of songs and I just started to put out little cassettes and then just started playing gigs, little tiny little gigs, and just organically sort of grew and grew. And then I realized, and I had a job and everything in my 20s, and then I just said, I'll just try this for a while, because I'd rather try something on sale yes. than not try it at all. And then uh, still, I'm still doing it now, you know, 20 years later, so getting there somehow. <laughs> it's always good. <laughs> what was the best advice you were ever given? Um, regarding music, you mean? Yeah. Well, I think it's really important. I'm not sure who told me this, but I picked it up somewhere along the way. I think it's really important, especially if you're doing something for a long time, to not get bitter, you know, mm-hmm. to always maintain, to, to maintain a kind of a childlike curiosity and don't worry too much if something fails or something succeeds. Just try to get up the next day and get your, get better yourself and try and keep yourself interested in whatever you're doing because if you're the one who you want to impress only, then you can kind of keep doing it in the face of, many different situations, you know. So that'll be it. Just kind of like keep at it and don't don't ever get bitter. That's really good advice. And that goes for everything. Exactly, exactly. What was, obviously we're talking about gigs and first gigs, but what was your, or what is your favourite memory of performance or performing? Uh, oh, there's loads. There's <laughs> loads. Like different bands, different memories. Mm. I suppose like doing the electric arena with Jake, in the 2007 or 2008 or something when the entire place was rammed and we did a kind of a techno version and put them under pressure uh, by the horse lips kind of Jackie's Army thing yeah that sticks out as a hilarious memory and then just like playing with I play in a bass in a band called the Redneck Manifesto as well and we toured all over the world and playing in Japan doing a tour of Japan just playing in all these cool places in Japan that was also a really highlight you know but to be honest with you, just still making make music and surprising myself and coming up with new ideas is, is what kind of keeps me going, you know? And obviously you're going to be doing your own gigs now very, very soon. So October 20th and 21st, you're in Dublin. Yeah. The Button Factory yeah. and then Whelan's. Yes, indeed. We're doing a full band. We're doing like a, we've got, I've got a new record coming out on the 29th of September called Miss Tread. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be doing like a whole load of, New songs, all the old songs as well with a really cool band. And I'm also going to do like this kind of interactive quiz thing at the gigs where people can uh, come up on stage and we're going to do some trivia stuff. It sounds kind of crazy, but it's going to be a good laugh, I think. Oh, good fun. Yeah, so End This Trade yeah. is actually your sixth album. What does it feel like to kind of move into that sixth album? It feels, you know what it feels like? It kind of feels like you're a working songwriter, you're a working musician, you know, and it's like, 
uh, kind of like your idea of taking over the world or whatever. Not mm-hmm. that I ever had that, but that's like well gone. So what's happening now is basically just me continuing to work, work as harder, try and make as many as me. But as I'm getting older as well, I feel like time is really uh, precious. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to just get as much done as possible and work as hard as I can every day. And I keep keep putting stuff out basically and probably enjoy it as well because I think we can all get caught up in in trying to do more but just sitting back and enjoying it is a huge thing it's just the joy of playing music Mm. you know and the joy of creating music and getting back to that like in some ways I know this is a bit of a cliche but I feel a bit now I went through a lot of kind of some of the other stuff has been a little bit maybe I was in a bad place mentally but now I feel like come through that mm-hmm. and now I feel almost like this joy that I felt when I was just starting to make music again and it feels really good so yeah. you know it's oh. great. the power of music is great uh, hugely yeah hugely and you've a new single out as well Lashing Through the Minutes yes indeed it's a funny little song that uh, one of those tunes that just kind of came really fast and uh, just yeah lashed it out Lashing Through the Minutes <laughs> so where is the best place for people to keep up to date with all the information regarding the album, the new singles and yeah. the gigs? Well, I think Instagram is the one social um, network that I still kind of uh, go to every now and again. Twitter is a bit, you know, not so much anymore. No. And I'm too old for TikTok. Although people <laughs> keep telling me I should start a TikTok. So. But Instagram is my like, happy place and maybe I'll branch out. Have a midlife crisis to get my TikTok dances on the go or something. Oh, I don't know. We're, we're all trying. We're all trying. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> it's failing for me too, so I wouldn't worry too much about yeah. it. <laughs> but, Jabe, thank you so much for chatting to us. Thanks, Louise. You're the best. Take it easy. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.